This is the EPLOG audio experience. Quick disclaimer for a podcast, the SOS show, points discussed in this podcast should not be relied upon as conclusive medical advice in any case. The host shall not be a substitute for proper medical professional. You must seek professional help in case of any requirement. Thank you. What is wellness? Why is it important to understand? How does poor mental health affect a nation's economy? What are we doing about the next big pandemic? Loneliness. Why do people dislike talking about their mental health? Hi guys, you're listening to Suchita on the SOS show. And our guest for today is Kapil Gupta, who's the founder of a mental wellness app and also an author of the book In My Head. Do catch it. Hi Kapil, welcome to our podcast, the SOS show. And... Uh, Thank you for being here and the wonderful work that you're doing in the mental health space. And I was reading all about it from your app, which uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. It's called Soul Wellness. And the most recent book that you have published on mental health in my head, uh, which I'm looking forward to reading. So welcome to the podcast, couple. Yeah, thank you so much, Sachita. It's, it's really amazing to be here talking to you. So... Uh, thank you, couples. So just to, to warm up our audience in terms of the app, which I'm very sort of curious that the audience should go out there and check it out themselves because there's so many apps out there now uh, when we talk about wellness apps, uh, when we talk about meditation apps. So when, we, when I talk to people and say, have you tried any wellness apps? So they sort of go straight away to a meditation app and say, Acha ha, we have tried Calm and we have tried other apps. So what has been your experience when you talk to people and say, Acha, have you tried a wellness app? So when I ask the question, I nearly always get a similar response. Yeah, we have tried Headspace. Yeah, we have tried, uh, you know, Calm and some of these meditation apps. And some of the people would come up and tell me that they have tried, you know, some of the uh, counseling therapy specific applications. The mm-hmm. challenge in mental health space, uh, different from every other healthcare problem, is that mental health is never linear. Hmm. Mental health of an individual works very differently than mental health of any other individual, which makes it complicated, which makes it, you know, uh, very differentiated. What we are trying to do with soul wellness is to empower people with a set of tools and solutions customized to every individual's unique needs for every individual's unique capability to get mental health for themselves and put all of those across through the soul wellness platform. Hmm. Lovely. What's the point uh, you just made? A very important point is that wellness, the definition of it varies with every individual. So if there are uh, 8 billion people on the planet, all 8 billion people are going to have a different mental wellness uh, because of the, it's almost like the fingerprint, if I'm not wrong, you know, which every single person's finger fingerprint is different. So uh, what has been your journey of creating the app and of writing the book? What has been your understanding of this word called wellness? When we talk about wellness, what all things that it includes in our gamut of existence? 
See, the first difference that I see is mental wellness doesn't have any biomarkers. So, you know, I have fever. I can simply take a thermometer and mm. I can check. If it is 98.3 or lesser, I don't have fever. If it is more than I probably have fever. Mm. Um, if I have typhoid, I can go simply get a virus check. Under most circumstances, it is positive or it is negative. If I have COVID and if I have any other, you know, disease, any other problem, I can go check. If I say my kidneys are not working, I can go do a KFT, uh, you know, or heart mm. is not working and I can go do a echo test and all of that. Mm. If I come and I tell you, hi, I have anxiety. What would you say? How would you figure out whether I actually have anxiety or not? Mm. So, and that's an extremely important aspect of where mental health is very differentiated. Mm. Secondly, what we see is most people, even by themselves, do not really understand the space. Mm. It is, I mean, let me call it an up and coming space. Uh, mental wellness, while it has been around forever, mm. but people didn't really know or people didn't really first acknowledge that there is something called as mental health issue. Mm. Even for the those that acknowledge, they would never do anything about it. So what we are trying to do is to take the stigma away and provide a capability. Hmm. Hmm. Taking the stigma away and providing a capability. Uh, yeah. So one of the one of the key takeaways while we sort of um, uh, we ran with the we are running right now with hundred plus episodes of the SOS show, and we have interacted literally with every you know person working in the space, including the the small towns, uh, you know, people uh, working even in areas like say Jaipur have, um, have a very high level of stigma attached. Uh, there is also a lack of understanding. So we are talking about tier one and tier two cities as well here, which is, uh, using Netflix is very aware of AI, uh, understanding of living, uh, traveling and yet having no perception when it comes to mental health. In fact, they do not want to talk about it because the stigma is so deeply ingrained. So when, when you're talking about capability and stigma, these two things, one of course uh, comes as a priority is that the word stigma. How do you think that your work with your app uh, and with your book is going to you know, solve this very big problem in the mental health space. Sure. See, the first problem that people face when they talk about stigma is, you know, it has never been made as comfortable for people to talk about. And everybody, you know, mental health and mental disorders are never distinguished. So that's, that's the first part of where the stigma comes from. And we are doing a lot of work both from an application perspective as well as you know in the book in detail where we actually try to distinguish the <coughs> here is what is mental health and here is what is mental disorder secondly people don't know what to do if they have a mental health problem i mean most people um, and i will you know uh, i will be uh, i will accept myself that till a few years back i did not really know the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist and who to go to in which scenarios hmm so one of the things that we are doing where, you know, our work is providing a lot of value to people is the, uh, the book has a special chapter that talks about neurotic and psychotic disorder. 
it has a special chapter that talks about when to go to a psychologist and when to go to a psychiatrist and you know how to go about it Hmm. it talks about how do before even before you end up to a psychologist or a psychiatrist when you see early signs when you see you know mental health challenges just starting to creep up how can you get self help and how can you get help through the community around you without even having to resort to going to um, a mental health professional hmm. and the fact that we are doing all of this means there is a huge amount of stigma that itself goes away from the problem i mean even today and i, I understand that challenge i remember talking to um, you know uh, one of the principals a school principal from a tier 2 school and you know i said i think you should call us for a mental health workshop hmm. and he says couple forget about mental health even if i call somebody for a yoga workshop parents come to me and they complain about mera bachcha pagal thodi hai Oh my god and he said in my city and he said in my city mental health solution is simple anybody who has mental health issues do thappad maro bachcha theek ho jata hai you know to hmm. put two slaps you know tight slaps on his face and he'll be fine hmm. and it's it's it will take i think in metros it is very acceptable now i mean i, I jokingly say in metros now there is a phrase my therapist says <laughs> so it's becoming that and that acceptable we think over a period of time this acceptance will start to propagate however i don't think going to a psychologist or a therapist is or a psychiatrist for that matter is always the solution it should be handled in multiple different ways you know so uh, my my take is my mental health is my mental health none of your mental health and you know that's how people need to approach solutions around it hmm so um yeah i mean the point that you made around the schools and the attitude of the parents then you know like uh, hit the child and he, you know so i mean it's it is so weird and i've heard about this a lot and also specifically in delhi because i come from delhi i've seen it very closely that uh, there is a uh, a complete lack of uh, and, and and i'm talking about you know uh, highly educated people here uh, who have um, you know perhaps traveled and read and in everything that it, it is so deeply ingrained in terms of the i mean it's not considered a issue at all it is considered a separate part of your body altogether and mental wellness has nothing to do with your overall wellness or your physical wellness uh, or the overall wellness as you defined uh, what should be the definition of wellness so uh, you are saying in metro situation is better and things are becoming better what has been your effort in terms of uh, also the app what are the on ground activities that you perhaps have thought of or are thinking of uh, to penetrate deeper uh, uh, to talk about stigma and eradicate it sure so first of all so far we have done probably 75 to 100 different workshops in mental health these workshops have been done in schools in colleges in community groups and in corporates i mean if i give you the age difference we have done a workshop uh, you know for middle school uh, in schools in ghaziabad 
um, you know, uh, these are uh, comps, comps, com composite schools uh, where we went underprivileged students. On the flip side, I have even gone and done workshops in, for example, you know, Senec Farms Senior Citizens Forum, hmm. which is, you know, um, I mean, let me say uh, rich over 60 people. Hmm. And extremely rich at that. Hmm. So, and everything everything in between. We have gone to colleges, many colleges in Delhi. I've even gone as far as Arunachal Pradesh uh, in Rajiv Gandhi University. And we are currently actually doing a pilot with them uh, right now. Hmm. So we have gone to the extent of going to, Raj, uh, to Arunachal. We've done a lot of work uh, in Delhi and around because, you know, that's where uh, I come from. So it's easier for us to penetrate. However, as we move forward, we are, let me say, not even a national. We are a global platform. Hmm. And what makes us global are three key factors. Number one, number one, number one factor is we, in terms of capability, are a tech-driven solution. Hmm. And what tech does is it makes it accessible to anybody and everybody, irrespective of you know them being in a certain location. Hmm. Number two, we are multilingual. So currently, English and Hindi works perfectly on my platform. Hmm. I also have some capability for French, for Arabic and for Tamil. Hmm. And the structure is such that anybody wanting to onboard a new, uh, you know, a new language, any organization, any uh, government, uh, any country wanting to onboard a new language is extremely easy for us. The system has been created and the environment has been built that way. The third part is we have also added, you know, all payment gateways, multi-currency capability and everything. And the providers on the platform are, again, we have nearly 450 providers right now. And they come from across India. Some of them also come from outside India. But let me currently focus more on India. They come from across India. So if you are based in Chennai or based in Bangalore or based in you know, even uh, tier two cities, uh, there is there is a strong possibility that either, either we will have a provider there or we will be able to find a provider for you in a very short span of time what do you mean by provider so provider would be a mental health professional see mm -hmm. while we provide self help tools so what we have done is we have classified our work into self help tools so tools that somebody can use with the platform community support tools tools that somebody will use with the community at large mm -hmm. and export services is where you know there will be a point of time when somebody needs to find a psychiatrist psychologist or a counselor or we say somebody needs to get an allied therapy work so yoga meditation performing arts naturopathy homeopathy career counseling you know uh, relationship counseling and blah 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 and so on and so forth so we have nearly 450 providers right now 250 hmm. clinical providers, which is psycholo psychologists, psychiatrists, hmm. and 200 uh, allied therapists, uh, as I was defining earlier. So this is what we call as providers in total. And we have also given these providers a backend platform through which they are able to, you know, enhance their experience of doing online counseling through an integrated mechanism where they don't have to struggle for how to take notes, how to, you know, do diagnosis, how to exchange reports, how to transfer patients. So we provide them with a very seamless platform that we call a sole provider platform, very different from the sole application, but it's there for the providers. Hmm. 
This is very interesting. So anybody who's a provider can go on your site and they can register themselves as well. Yes, of course, it goes through moderation. Uh, it has to be approved in the back end. Yeah. We take a variety of different set of uh, documents from them to make sure yeah. that they are professionals, to make sure that they have the right required degrees and all. But yeah, uh, anybody can go in uh, to Seoul and they can apply to be a provider. Mm, that's lovely. Okay, tell me a couple in terms of the response. So you've had workshops on ground activities, 70 to 100 of them with the uh, most basic uh, 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 basic communities, also the rich communities. What has been your response in terms of the understanding of mental health when it comes to these two different economic stratas? What are, how do people think, like suppose a school in Ghaziabad uh, and a high-end uh, scenic farm resident, how do they think about mental health? So let me first say the students in Ghaziabad and the ones in Sanic Farms, they have a very similar approach and philosophy to mental health. They know it's a problem and they want help and they are very talkative. They ask a lot of questions. The problem that I see is when I go to corporates, nobody wants to talk. They all have challenges. They mm. will come up after the session and they will ask questions. Uh, they would want to do counselings and all uh, and they need everything. But they are the ones that are the toughest to crack. And it is probably because they they live in an environment hmm. where their performance, where what they do is impacted by how others think about them. Hmm. And, you know, the stigma is the largest there. I mean, for senior citizens to come up and say, hey, I am sad. I have depression. I have anxiety. I can't I can't sleep in the night. You know, all of these are extremely normal. For students to come up and say is very normal as well. Uh, it's where I go to corporates when I see that as the most challenging aspect. Hmm. That's very interesting. So you're saying that the corporates, which is the MNCs, the high paid jobs, uh, one of the highly educated stratas, the movers and shakers of the country. These are the areas, the people who uh, have a stigma attached in terms of talking about it, which means that it could not be an individual problem, but actually a corporate problem coming from top down, uh, people who create cultures, uh, people who build organizations. So, of course, every soldier follows the leader. So the problem is perhaps the leadership problem that is existing in corporates because they have not been trained or made to understand or even talk about mental health. What is your uh, you know, take off, uh, what is your take on uh, penetrating these spaces? How are you doing it? What is the kind of help that even someone like you who's creating apps and writing books would need to penetrate in these areas? So firstly, we need to go to our educational institutes and tell them that an HR is not a counselor. I mean, not a counselor and some of the organizations they learn it the hard way i mean i have had couple of scenarios where a hr would come and will say hey this employee wrote to his supervisor yesterday that i'm you know ready to uh, go kill myself yeah <laughs> what do i do and i say the first problem is you 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 should have handled it way before don't become a counselor i mean the, unless you have extensive training in being a therapist 
Yeah. Please do not take these employees who come to you. I mean, HR is the place where they will go to. Yeah. Please do not deal with them. Huh. Um, you need to. Organizations need to develop mental wellness capability in house. In house, I mean through organizations such as us, and provide a comprehensive presence to them. If you will only create an environment, and which is what a lot of corporates are doing, there are. There are probably fifty different apps that I know of in the Indian space only, where everybody wants to do counseling and therapy because counseling and therapy is a sellable entity. Huh. Um. Or and they will create some engagement tools on top of them huh. that will be to entice people into counseling and therapy. That for me is a failed model, which is what is you know while organizations some of these organizations using this they come across as the ones that care about mental health, but in reality they are actually you know causing more problems than solutions. Mm. We need to provide people with capabilities that empowers them to deal with mental health. As and when they are ready, or they require a counselor, or a psychologist, or a psychiatrist, or any other, you know, clinical or non-clinical help, they should be able to go to an expert. Don't create solutions that say, "Okay, uh, you have a problem, you go to an expert." Uh, hmm. I mean, people don't work like that, especially in the mental health space. It's not. I'm not trying to only deal with extreme mental health issues. I am trying to deal with you and I. So Suchita and Kapil uh, and everybody else in their normal lives, when they are sad, when they are lonely, when they are stressed, can we do something to you know get some help and be happier, have more peace of mind? So which means be more productive, be more efficient, do more. At the end of the day, corporates are the ones that actually get benefit when we provide this. But you know, um, there is uh, there is a huge challenge uh, getting through corporates right now. They only want solutions that gives counseling and therapies, and people will pay for them. And you know, it's mm. it, it's a problem. But we are getting around that. I think, and that was one of the reasons why I actually started this book was to actually educate and was to really put a framework around the challenges so uh, you know you know when you will go through the book the book actually talks about the vocabulary the tools and the framework so in my view people don't get mental health help because number one they don't have the vocabulary bhasha hmm. hmm. they don't have the tools for mental health hmm. number three they don't have a frame built around it for them to be able to gather help what we are trying to do what the book is trying to do is to take this message across give them easy responses basically you know totally not just let me not use the word uh, destigmatize let me also use the word to simplify hmm. to take the complexity away from the area of mental health hmm. yeah that's very well put uh- and such an important point couple when you're talking about that we do not have the vocabulary for mental health so since the vocabulary is missing how are people going to identify it's a very very important point i think uh, one of the very pertinent things that you just mentioned is the solving of the problems which is not uh, which is uh, not severe mental health issues but mental health issues that are the daily mental health issues that we face every day that could be a certain amount of sadness a certain amount of unhappiness or a certain amount of loneliness loneliness is considered 
the next big pandemic that's already hit the world and uh, america is already witnessing it you also mentioned um in the brief that i was reading was that how the application soul wellness is going to solve or enable or empower people when we are talking about things like loneliness how 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 do you how do you uh, you know uh, uh, how are you going to tackle this see the problem is lo- of loneliness is at three different levels the first level is when i am overwhelmed overwhelmingly happy or overwhelmingly sad when i you know have life changing or when i have tough or easy situations do i have somebody to share it with mm-hmm. uh, and that really is you know while it is a problem all day but that really is more of a problem between 10 in the night to 2 in the morning that keeps people awake yeah I, there is something going on i can't talk to somebody the second part so uh, which is where we have a structure that we call as talk now it's free it's there for everybody uh, you can simply go to the app overwhelm with emotions right now click here it's at the top click here and get connected and talk to a soul counselor hmm. okay. the second aspect of loneliness is normal people in normal life just looking for a companion yeah okay uh, while of course i can't provide them with a companion i mean hmm. that's uh, that is somebody that they would need to identify and work with uh, hmm. in their lives hmm. uh, i do talk about this in some detail in the uh, in the conclusions of the book i haven't i mean and, and uh, i i decided not to go into too much details of a relationship oriented you know how do you handle loneliness kind of a solution in the book uh, because you know that, that kind of would have uh, that needs a separate book by itself hmm hmm, hmm. Uh, and the third part of third part of loneliness for people is what do they do all around their life in you know in a regular basis i actually have a theory that i um, very regularly talk about which is the four people theory um, which basically says people need four different people uh, around them hmm. one somebody that they will go around with all day hmm. so you know basically party with them move around with them talk to them all number two people that they will share their intimate emotions and everything with hmm. okay number 3 somebody that you want to grow old with hmm number 4 a fuck buddy hmm the challenge in our understanding of societal relations specifically when we talk about spousal relationships hmm. is we think all these folks should be the same person hmm i think all these four need to be could be four different people hmm. so you know your spouse may be your fuck buddy or maybe not hmm. uh, and then you have somebody else that you move around with all day or somebody else uh, that you want to grow old with or somebody else that you share your intimate secrets with it doesn't have to all merge together hmm. and you know uh, and the, uh, the, the book discusses that in some detail but then uh, as i said this is a complete Hmm. Very interesting, couple. The bifurcation of uh, the three levels of loneliness and the four people that you might need in your life uh, as you go through life, as you you know face challenges, as you grow older. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I, and I really hope people can read this and identify. I'm sure people are going to identify with it because I've also 
spoken to multiple people in terms of loneliness and uh, even in marriages uh, both men and women uh, are, are lonely you know so uh, one uh, not everyone but but there is a certain amount of loneliness so, so why is that creeping in a marriage which is uh, or even in partnerships uh, if it's creeping in which means that either whatever you are into is not working for the two people so you need to sort of see what to do with it or is it the changing dynamics of the society uh, which is changed its view on marriage and on relationships and perhaps that's the reason that we have outgrown the term marriage and looking for something which is more uh something like a companionship i i, I was reading sushmita sen using this word that you know we need to grow from you know a society that constantly because about marriage and gets into a more of a companionship zone so do you see that we are changing as a society in terms of the cultural uh fabric that's been that has been woven around it since years uh, historically marriage came about number one as a as a as an history of ownership i mean you know it was really first started as a history of ownership number yeah. two it was around providing safety and security to women yeah that's the prima facie uh, that that was there number three because it is ownership that means all the sex uh, you know is between these two people and nobody else should be part of it hmm. for a for you know most of humanity that was valid that was you know acceptable and that's how we were hmm. what has happened over the last 50 years or so let me not even say 100 years and more so in the 21st century is that mechanics that societal approach to life has changed hmm. i don't want to say that has changed because of the women going out and that's a, and that's a, that's an important and a, a very critical part of what has changed in the society but that has changed because of the pervasiveness of uh, technology around us hmm. when we were growing up uh, and when uh, i mean I, i'm not that old i'm only 46 but hmm. you know and when my parents were growing up hmm. your sphere of influence used to be four lanes hmm. two in front of you two behind you hmm. your school used to be maybe a kilometer or two kilometers away from your house now the most rural person in the most backward part of india in the most you know poor circumstances will be watching instagram reels from the most affluent person in the first world country in the most you know luxurious part of the world hmm. and will start you know and and life starts to alter hmm. so i think marriage uh, just as a discipline uh, needs to go through tremendous tremendous transformation am i i call this an antiquated contract and you know an expired it, it has gone through it has uh, you know passed its date of expiry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're saying that marriage and, <laughs> and i must confess uh, i am married and have two kids my <laughs> eldest daughter is So, uh, he's a who actually interestingly is a co-founder in my mental wellness platform. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, so this is very interesting because you yourself are married with two kids and you have a strong staunch belief. Even, I'm not 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 even, I'm not
see so you are saying that marriage has gone beyond its expiry date and it needs to be um reseen or reinvented or i mean i don't know like how how the journey is going to unravel in terms of the uh, what people but, but yes I, i i completely agree with uh, uh what sushmita said uh, the, in terms of the companionship aspect versus the age old you know but yes there is a strong faith in marriage and marriages are happening left right and center and kids are getting born left right and center as well you know so yeah i mean that sort of needs a I will take the word faith out. Marriages are happening left, right, and center. Absolutely, yes. Huh. Kids are being born live, left, right, and center. <laughs> That is also valid. But you know, faith in marriage. I mean, hmm. look at and it's now starting to come uh, to really unravel. Look at the amount of what is called as infidelity. I don't even call infidelity, okay? hmm. but uh, look at the amount of infidelities that happen in marriage. Marriages. Look at the amount of divorces that happen and. look at the amount of separations or you know not even physical separations but uh, emotional and other separations that happen uh, now i i don't think there is enough of a faith there is enough of a uh, reason to get married uh, for people that get married uh, there is enough of a reason actually more than enough of a reason um, to see somebody else get married you know it's a, it's the best time you could have there is lot of good food lot of good wine lot of good things to do around mm. but i don't think there is enough faith in marriage hmm okay <laughs> okay okay kapil tell me about your book in uh, the new book that has just got uh, published and it's called in my head and uh, a very interesting thing that you mentioned which we are aware but we uh, but we sort of diverse from that very important thought that a poor mental health affects the economy of a country how does it affect and how does how does the government need i mean the government has started telemanas which is 247 helpline which has just been started recently already got 5 lakh calls we had one of the episodes talking about it which is um, which is a very fantastic initiative which we have been trying to constantly push and talk about it uh, in the podcast since the past 3 years how does the poor mental health of a nation affect the economy that we are not even aware we we do not even count that we do not we do not even include that in the figures uh we do not talk about it in the budgets so what are your thoughts there so let me ask you a question first um there are good days when you wake up on the right side of the bed bed when you are happy when you are productive you get a lot done yes absolutely and there are bad days when yes. you know you just you, you are just not your usual self and there is very little that you are able to achieve yes what is the difference between the good day and the bad day is it 20% 50% 100% or exponential hmm yeah that depends on uh, it varies every day it varies you know it can be some days can be exponential so, yeah <laughs> so when i talk to people and you know my research my analysis around this says for everybody the difference is 20% plus mm. for 70 to 80% the difference is 50% plus for good 30 40 50% the difference is 100% plus assuming that is the case okay even if we take the low ball numbers even if we take the baseline of 20% 
what you are telling me is between a good day and a bad day you are able to get 20% more done on a good day hmm. what can i do to make every day a better day for you i mean just slightly better than what it is if i can do that can i have you increase your productivity your efficiency your performance by 2% 4% 5% 10% i mean 15% what is the what is the number all of this translates into economic loss that we face today all of this translates into you know pressures that we feel all across in terms of what we are able to accomplish every day and that's the economic loss that i talk about in one on one side on the other side you know right now there is this huge conversations that is going on around sustainability when we so when so we did a lot of analysis looking at the 17 sdgs sustainable development goals uh, that are there in my view eight of those 17 goals will not be complete without an extensive mental health intervention in fact there is a full section in the book where we talk about mental wellness and sdgs where all of these eight sustainability goals and how mental health is extremely crucial to each one of these is discussed in full detail hmm that's lovely lovely couple i really uh, invite people to read your book and also you know the government officials who are making policies and laws to understand that why it's sort of important for them to uh, categorically mention this even while making the budget uh, to understand that uh, how it's uh, daily impacting uh, the, the economy of the country and one last uh, terminology couple that you used in the book was the psychological capital uh which is also the point of uh, you know people they dislike to talk about their mental health because again that stigma is there the ingrained ears uh of uh, 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 uh you know the psychological impact of talking about mental health the word mental health the lack of vocabulary uh, talk a bit about in terms of how do we make people to like to talk about mental health so let me actually first talk about what in the book is termed as the 16 hour theory mm-hmm. uh, and that then i will get to uh, talking about psychological capital see we all keep talking about stigma we all keep talking about pressures we all keep talking about how will you normalize conversations around mental health let me you know let me put a thought across to you mm-hmm. how about i say hey suchita today okay more than 16 hours a day every day okay more than 16 hours a day every day all that you are doing is mental health and hear me carefully all actions that you take in your life and all decisions that you make in your life are prima facie driven by your need to optimize your mental health hmm hmm Hmm. I, I haven't been able to find people uh, who will argue with that, hmm. or who will say no, that's not true. Hmm. Some people would think about it. Okay, so, but when I decided to follow what my mother was saying, I probably didn't think about my mental. Well, no, you actually did. It may be slightly more medium term, hmm. or it may be you know uh, second level mental health where you are saying if my mother's mental health is not good, you know, I am definitely going to struggle uh, with mine as well. Hmm. But. if you think about every decision a decision to do something and not do something huh. a decision to uh, go to office and not go to office study not study party not party travel not travel meet somebody not meet somebody be in a relationship not be in a relationship 
prima facie they are driven by you need to optimize your mental health i call this the 16 hour theory hmm. now in reality it means consciously or subconsciously uh, overtly or covertly you are working on your mental health all day hmm. but you still don't get enough mental health help yeah. and that is where you know the concept of the vocabulary the tools and the framework that i talked about earlier uh, came about now every time you take an action to work on your mental health you are getting better yeah okay you are getting help even if you think about it you get help okay so what we did in the platform is we took everything in the platform and we assigned psychological capital points to it if you put a journal you get x points if you read somebody else's journal and comment you get y points if you you know join a support group if you put a goal if you put a mood meter uh, if you do any action if you go through a counseling you do a screening and assessment you go through a course every action on the platform has assigned psychological capital points to it we think and we say psychological capital called as psycap is the currency of mental health we can keep tracking how much psycap you have generated for yourself now that psycap is for you to be able to use and that psycap also is for everybody around to be able to use see mental health doesn't work in vacuum while it is very individual and unique to someone mental health or uh, mental health issues spreads faster than covid would yeah so let's let's say you are sitting in a bus and mental health of one person sitting 10 rows behind you uh, is not good you may not get covid from them but you will definitely get pressure from them you will definitely get stressed because of them so yeah. psycap is essentially our our you know approach to be able to convert everything in mental health your actions in men to get mental wellness help into some kind of a currency some kind of a point system that you know uh, you can yeah lovely lovely couple a lot of uh, good points in this episode it's great work that you're doing uh, love the clarity in the direction which you're going and uh, wonderful thank you for the podcast thank you for sharing yourself your book your app and i hope that the audience goes reads it checks out the app and uh, gets enriched and takes care of itself more thanks so much couple Hey thank you so much for this for me some of the few key takeaways has been that we definitely need more government involvement in mental health space because it's affecting the economy of the country and now i know that if i need help of any kind even just talking i have an app like soul or a helpline like telemanas to reach out to Remove the taboo, remove the stigma. Take care guys, have a great weekend.